Welcome to the Beacon broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com, beaconbaptist.com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We have begun to get into the body of 1 Thessalonians, the book in the New Testament that we are currently studying on the Beacon broadcast. And we so far have been looking at the salutation, which is verse 1. And it says, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have already observed that Paul follows the standard epistolary format, epistolary format of the first century, meaning that he wrote his letters in the form that anyone would have written their letters, any educated person would have written their letters. It's not a special format for the Bible, different from the format that would be found in secular epistles. But nevertheless, it is, in fact, an inspired word of God. But Paul follows the standard format, which begins by identifying the author and moves to identifying the recipients and then gives a greeting, a rather formal greeting, that it was just expected in the format of that day. And thus, in this opening line, we learn that the author is Paul, who was no doubt accompanied by Silvanus, that is Silas, and Timothy, two partners in ministry that traveled with him on his missionary journeys. But Paul is the actual author, and nobody that I know of challenges that. There are some books in the Bible that this scholar or that scholar will challenge whether the person that it, to whom it is attributed actually wrote it. And most of the time, those are mere speculations without any evidence. But in this case, it is so clear that it was, in fact, Paul who wrote this epistle that, as far as I know, nobody even questions that. Certainly nobody who considers themselves a Bible-believing uh, Christian, a Bible-believing student of God's Word. But we do, did point out that Paul omits the customary title of apostle. It is not Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and Silvanus and Timothy, but that it is simply Paul. He does not use the formal title unless it is necessary. He was very low-key. He preferred not to flaunt his authority, and if it was not challenged, if it was not being being ignored, then it certainly did not need to be mentioned. Paul was a modest man, 
unlike many of us, <laughs> unlike many, I'm, a, I'm sorry to say, Christian teachers in our day. Christian leaders oftentimes are not as modest as we ought to be, not as humble as we ought to be. But Paul sets the example here. He's a modest man. He knows how to use his authority when it is necessary, but he does not bring it up unless it's necessary for the welfare of the people that he's dealing with and for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I pause to welcome you to this Tuesday, February 13 edition of the Beacon Broadcast and to remind you that we do depend upon the gifts of God's people in order to continue this broadcast on this station. Well, let's move on to the recipients. The recipients of this epistle are clearly the members of the Church of Thessalonica. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I can tell you that in the original Greek, there is no definite article, so it is not actually to the church, as we have it in my translation, the church of the Thessalonians, or the Thessalonians, rather, but rather to a church, or it might better be translated in this case, to an assembly of Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to an assembly of of Thessalonians. But that leaves some questions that unanswered, or some questions that they, they are actually answered, but some questions that need to be more clearly defined. To an assembly of Thessalonians. What kind of assembly? There were all kinds of pagan temples and assemblies of pagan people to worship idols and false gods. That certainly wasn't an assembly in Thessalonia, in Thessalonica that Paul was writing to. The book of Acts refers to a gathering of a body of politicians, uh, city councilmen, or an assembly of the, of the populace to talk about a political matter as an assembly. But Paul is certainly not writing to a government assembly, a legislative assembly, a political assembly. There were, as we know already in Thessalonica, there was, I should say, not there were, there were Jews, and there was, therefore, sufficient numbers of Jews for there to be a synagogue. And a synagogue could very well be characterized as an assembly. In fact, it it was characterized by that very term in some of the literature of that day. But Paul is certainly not writing to those who assembled in the synagogue at Thessalonica. So who is he writing to when he writes to an assembly of the Thessalonians? Well, he doesn't leave it un, undefined, undistinguished. Here's what he says. To an assembly of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is an assembly that worships God as the father of those who trust in him, which distinguishes this assembly immediately from all the pagan religious societies who didn't worship the Christian God and did not call any of their gods father, as far as I know. 
So that rules out all of the other religious societies that were not Christian societies, any other assembly. But then he nails it down further when he says, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, now that gets it down to only one, because that distinguishes this assembly from the Jewish synagogue. Those who gathered in the Jewish synagogue, who assembled there on the Sabbath day, worshipped, or at least said, they, they declared that they worshipped the same God. The same God as the Christians. The, the Jewish God and the Christian God are one and the same. When you are only talking about God in the general term for, for, for God, the, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's also the God of, of believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. But when you add in the Lord Jesus Christ, that of course eliminates Jewish worship because the ones that stayed in the synagogue did not believe that Jesus was the Christ. They didn't believe that their Christ had come. They rejected Paul's message that the Messiah, the Christ, must suffer and die and be raised from the dead, and that Jesus of Nazareth is that Messiah. He's certainly the only one who's been raised from the dead that demonstrates that he is the Christ of God. And so when you start looking at what Paul adds to that term, to an assembly of Thessalonians, it's an assembly of Thessalonians who worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the Lord Jesus Christ, and that narrows it down to one assembly only, that is, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the city of Thessalonica, the one that had been established through the ministry of Paul and his partners in the missionary team. We also notice the greeting, the standard greeting. Every Roman letter would include a greeting that would be similar to this one, but not identical. What's this greeting say? Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, even the words that Paul chose are slightly different, very similar to, but slightly different from those that you would find in a secular letter of that day. Grace, kyrene, is similar to the, the, the Greek or Roman letter, the greeting that would be found in a letter, that would mean something like rejoice or greeting. But Paul has changed the word just slightly so that it takes on a distinctively Christian definition. This is not just rejoice. It is not just a common greeting, it like hello, but it is rather the grace that comes from God, the saving grace that comes from God, the keeping grace that comes from God, the preserving grace that comes from God, the grace that God bestows upon his children, undeserved favor, but oh, what, what bounteous favor. It comes in such copious supply. And Paul is, in a sense, greeting them with a short prayer that God's grace will abound to them. Grace and peace, a rene. 
That's the Greek form of the Jewish Hebrew word shalom. Most of us are familiar with that. It was a greeting of peace, prosperity, and well-being. And that would have been the word found in a customary epistle of that day, even a secular one. But by turning the word rejoice or greeting into God's grace, it gives it a distinctive Christian flavor. And furthermore, it's grace first and peace second. And though in other salutations, you will find some of the same words in a different order. You never find these in a different order. Grace always precedes peace in every salutation, and when found in benedictions, as it normally is, it always precedes, it's always that order. Grace first and peace second, because there really is no peace, real peace, substantive peace, unless first there has been a bestowment of grace. Grace grants the benefits of peace. And Paul carefully preserved that order and said that these blessings, grace and peace, come from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That almost sounds like a repetition. He just said that to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. But the way God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ are joined together here as both being the recipients of grace and peace tells us that Jesus is God. God the Father grants grace and peace. God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, grants that same grace and peace. And therefore, this is a testimony to the gospel, a very short declaration of the gospel of Christ in the very salutation of this epistle. We'll take it up, Lord willing, tomorrow. Join me then. Until then, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.